0: Good morning and welcome to HR Tech Weekly. One step closer with Stacy Harrison, John Sumter. Good morning, Stacy. I, I have a good. saying. I'm, I'm in Demo Land, and I and I tell everybody in Demo Land it's not really a demo unless it breaks.
1: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and and we have obviously got no point where we are breaking the blog talk radio, <laughs> but it's okay. Well, We're well good. yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> maybe it, maybe it's a message from on high. <laughs> <laughs> but but we had such a nice adventure getting here. How are you this morning? I hear there are mudslides in North Carolina.
1: Well, there might be, but I'm not there today. So um, I'm and hopefully everybody is safe and sound. And that, uh, but it's a lot of rain, is my understanding. So I'm actually out in your way. I'm in your neck of the woods. I'm here in in California in the Berkeley area this week. Attending, Josh Burson is retiring from the Burson and Associates organization um, through the Deloitte model, uh, and so they're doing a sort of a going away event for him. I'm, I'm attending that this week. Um, I was, and then we'll be heading down to San Diego for the cornerstone event. So I am enjoying your beautiful weather today.
0: Oh well, it's it's a good day to be here. It's, it's spring like. It's been a little hot. It's been like 80 for a couple of days now. So it's it, we think that's hot. <laughs> So what's Josh Burson doing next? You must know by now.
1: I don't think anybody knows. I think I'll let you know to, tonight uh, at his event what it, what his uh, comments are. But, you know, there there have been a lot of, I think, uh, conversation. I think the first thing he said he's going to do is take a little bit of time, spend it with his family, which I think everybody should after working as hard as he has. But then I think he he has no intentions. He says as fully retiring, so I don't think anybody has to worry that he will be gone from the market. I think he's just trying to figure out what the next step is. So I'm, I'm sure we'll hear more um, in a month or so.
0: Oh, oh, so he's not gonna he's not gonna blend what I'm doing next with retirement news. That's interesting. Yes. No. <laughs> uh, oh. Let's stretch this out as long as we can. The mystery continues.
1: (laughs) Yes, it's like it's like
0: it's like like, uh, where's Waldo? This is our own industry version of where's Waldo.
1: (laughs) It will be for a little while. Yes, where's he going to land? What's he going to do? You know, knowing Josh well enough as I do, uh, having worked with him for many years, um, my sense is that he will not be able to stand still for for very long. He's, He's a He's a, a bit of a workaholic, much like all of us is um, who work in this space. <clears throat> and uh, I'm sure he will he will find something to uh, to spend his time doing. Uh, and he loves to write, so I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot of writing from him. So,
0: cool. So, how are you? What's 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 it like to be in Berkeley? Are you? I assume you're getting to see the old stomping grounds from the Burson days, um, and spending time with um, the various. Illuminaries who are alumni, uh, Illuminary alumni? Illuminary I think that's alumni, right.
1: that, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it, it is. Um, uh, so, so I'm here at the Claremont, which is a beautiful old um, hotel, one of the Fairmont uh, locations now, um, that sits here in Berkeley. This was sort of the traditional... Um, meeting place um, and uh, events place for the early, very early days of Burson and Associates. Um, uh, I've had the opportunity to already have uh, dinner the other evening with Julie Duda, who is one of the Burson and Associates uh, customer care roles. um, She's uh, been with Burson about as long as I was back then, Uh, so she's been there a very long time. Um, And I'll get a chance to touch base with uh, quite a few other People that I used to work with, uh, Stacia Garr, uh, Karen O'Leonard, um, uh, we will also be seeing uh, Catherine uh, Jones, who was also uh, part of our group. Uh, she won't be able to be here because she is moving this week, um, but she will be here in spirit. Um, so, yeah, so it will so it'll be a pretty, pretty big audience that we're um, uh, used to hearing from here. So.
0: Cool, cool. Um, so what else is going on in Stacia Land?
1: Well, it's been a busy couple of weeks. Um, I was also lucky enough this week, uh, the early part of the week to uh, spend uh, two days out in Ottawa, doing HR system strategies with a, a very large uh, crown corporation up uh, in Canada. And that was a fascinating um, opportunity to get to work with some organizations on the research that we do and, and how that works with uh, in their individual environment. Um, and then um, where I'm also spending through sort of the last few weeks reminding everybody that the cr survey is closing in uh, June 8th. So you've got about two weeks to finish that off if you, they haven't finished it yet. So those have been my, uh, where I've been spending a lot of my time. Have you been completely spending all your time on demos, uh, John? Have, have you been back-to-back uh, oh, demos, it, I it's, take it?
0: It's, it's, it's fascinating. I, I took a count this morning. It looks like by the time I'm done, I will have seen um, and talked to... Seventy um, uh, companies that deliver AI functionality for HR tech. Um, wow. And I am maybe, I'm maybe forty into it, and the thing that's most noticeable is actually how indistinguishable they generally are from each other, um, and and that's that's uh, going to be part of the marketing issue for. For, for most of these companies that 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 being able to clearly and simply differentiate um, your product is something that, that we haven't ever seen people do very well in HR, yeah. um, uh, but with the flood of players coming in, it becomes ever more important. And, and so there are some really, really interesting, tools out there, but it's impossible. If, you, if, if I were a um, buyer, I would just be throwing my hands up in the air. Because <laughs> yeah. there, uh, there are all these interesting ideas, but they blur into each other.
1: And, it, and it's not just coming from the HR tech space. You know, one of the big conversations I had in Ottawa this week is that there are so many non-HR tech acts. Access- you know, technologies that are also sort of doing things that are similar to what you're doing in HR, that there's a lot of pushback inside the company to, well, doesn't our marketing tool do this, or doesn't our sales support tool do this, or doesn't our, you know, technology that's already tracking bias in our customer systems, you know, do this? There's a lot of competing tools inside the company, as well as the plethora of new HR technology itself, right?
0: Oh, that's, that's really interesting. Um, um, that's that's really interesting. So so give me a little bit more detail on that.
1: Well, I mean, this is particularly true in the HR help desk space, right? But it's also true in some of the marketing uh, and recruiting spaces. So, so we had a couple of conversations um, in the organization I was in, but in other organizations I've been in where um, – you know, tools that are being developed. I actually have one on the, the list of things to talk about today uh, that are being developed for the customers and for the internal sort of um, communications and help desk solutions, right, that are that are very broad. ServiceNow is one of them that has come out in this market as a, a very large IT uh, help desk technology organization, right, but we've talked about it several times is now sort of creating a HR version of Their technology. Um, We're also uh, I was hearing many of the um, people I was talking to this week talking about their Salesforce technology being sort of reprogrammed or reused inside different areas of their recruiting space. And so now they're trying to figure out, you know, is that good enough or because they are keeping customers and possible talent pulled. In these same groups, or should they be pulling them into something separate? So yeah, it's it's very difficult sometimes to define what tools are being used to do this uh, new oh, social gathering. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think I think the 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 question now, this is this is this is where data is going to really matter, right? The question there is is can you keep the um, the insight that you have about individual people inside of something like Salesforce—can you keep that clean and separate?
1: Exactly, right. um,
0: and that's going to—that's—that's—that's that's amazing. That's what, what an interesting thing to learn.
1: And it what will definitely, I think, Ed. It, it, there will always be the issue of technology, which is one of the very first topics we had to talk about today. Um, I'm sure. Even with all your demos, you've been getting blasted with the many, many GDPR emails from everybody, John, um, telling you that um, they need you to opt in now to be part of their lists or communication efforts with you. Um, GDPR has definitely been on everyone's mind over the last week and a half. Um, and I thought it was quite interesting, you and I were talking about the fact that, well, no one's gonna get really hit with this as far as fine goes probably very soon. But there was a great conversation this week about GDPR um, and the US specific newspapers or any newspapers owned by US entities. That basically in Europe, organizations woke up on the morning that GDPR went live and could not see those newspapers because they were being restricted due to new GDPR requirements. Um, And newspapers hadn't, even though they had two years' warning, figured out how to address that. So we are starting to see already. data privacy, data management issues that are impacting people getting access to content. And that's a big issue, even for HR, especially if they're content providers in the learning space. I'm wondering if any of them are having some of the same issues. So.
0: Well, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think we have fully understood what this stuff means just yet, because, because content marketing, right? which means another way of saying content marketing is Every company is a publisher. Right? And so, so so today, every company is partly a technical company, and every company is partly a publishing company. And GDPR applies to publishing companies. And that means um, all of the content marketing efforts of a company, which I, I can't imagine that there's a company that doesn't use content marketing at this point. It sure seems to fill my email box up. Um, and um, some of the leading recruiting uh, techniques boil down to derivations of content marketing, and and so so I think people are going to start to find out that they're in trouble now, and uh, we, we've we've just begun on this thing, and they'll be fine sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah it's, it's
1: definitely, I think, um, a road uh, a road that everybody's going to be sort of journeying on together, but with a lot of trepidation and how this is going to work. But <clears throat> some people may find that the restrictions are, are good, but others might find that it's going to reshape how they think about um, their technology, their roles, and even how we get information access. So, um, so it's going to be a busy week. We also have this week a lot of information. Um, Oracle did some interesting new stuff um, by raising... Uh, the bar with its support services. Um, There's also uh, Paycom continuing to expand for those who follow the the SMB market, um, opening up new offices and new locations. Um, Our old friend Indeed, um, we just talked about them last week and and a couple of other areas, but Indeed acquired Um, Resume.com. So that was uh, just one more addition to that very large growing uh, recruiting application space. Um, Comet is, a, is, a, is another French startup. We're seeing a lot of these French Italian um, organizations um, who have done a lot of work in the uh, space around recruiting, but specifically in those areas and regions. Um, but Comet is another one of them, grabs 12.8 million for its engineering and freelancer platform. Um, we also see uh, very much along lines of what we were talking about, a social course an internal communications tool raising 12.5 million dollars Um, this week and then um, uh, this caught my eye um, and we'll see if we have got time to talk about it but it's it's, uh, along the lines of non HR tech but doing things that we're thinking HR tech is going to be movable is a marketing communications platform but it launched an AI based social marketing platform which is a big part of what we're hearing in the HR technology space Um, and then if we have a little bit of time um, there is some news about Asia's first HR blockchain firm. Uh, HR blockchain has been in the news quite a bit. A lot of people have been talking about it. <clears throat> um, I've had a lot of people ask if it's actual a reality. I know Me and you talked about it last week. Um, well, People Wave is their HR blockchain firm. At least that's what they say in the press release. So lots of stuff still going on, even though it's getting to the end of the announcement season for uh, and if people are heading into summer.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Let's let let's start at the blockchain stuff and work backwards. But the <laughs> the 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 theory that what HR needs is a permanent, non-erasable record, right? And that basically what you get with blockchain. Um, yeah. um, well, well, a permanent, non-erasable record is sort of the opposite of GDPR, isn't it? Well,
1: um, it it is, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I guess the question is, who owns it, right? Who can have access to it, right?
0: Um, yeah, a a tool that you can delete stuff from. That's that's what makes blockchain work. Is you can't delete shit from it. <laughs> you know, so so <laughs> so I mean I, I mean that's that's so fundamental to to blockchain that, yeah. that I, I if. If somebody in the audience has a clear picture of how you do, you can't erase stuff from this system and match it with the right to be forgotten, um, I'm, I'm all ears. I'm absolutely I, you, all ears.
1: You know, I hadn't really thought about how those two connect that, but you are right. I mean, there is the idea supposedly of blockchain is that you also – People only have access to, you want to have access to your information. But if that information is put up there by, by the corporation, you're right, right? And they have to be able to go and delete it. There is no way to delete it in the blockchain model, or at least not without a lot of um, restriction management tools, those type of things. So yeah, this is yeah. that's a good point. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So so you can, so there's no uh, as, as I would understand it, there is no <coughs> market for um, a sort of uniform, uh, verification system that's owned by a particular employer.
1: Yeah, Yeah. But even so, if they so, don't own it, the, if they put information up there, then they have access, I would assume, to the information they put up there, which means that that is still in some way in their systems or at least some way accessible in their systems is a better way to put it, probably
0: yep yep um, and 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 now that i now that i think of it even the central company um would have problems because you have to be able to delete people you have to be able to erase sections of the record if people want the sections of the record erased so so i don't know that that seems like the opposite of blockchain duration
1: well, this company, um, PeopleWave is, is, is basically going to try and do this. So, so whether, whether it's the opposite of GDPR and all that or not, uh, the Singapore-based HR tech firm um, is basically saying that it is trying to create sort of the next generation of what LinkedIn is, LinkedIn is with, you know, their, their version of blockchain. Um, They are hoping that their technology called WaveBase will create a decentralized database of accurate, verified performance and employment information, Um, and they think that they have um, the opportunity to get ahead of the market with it. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to Singapore sometime this fall. Maybe I'll get a chance to meet with them and learn what they are trying to do. Yeah, definitely.
1: So it'll it'll be interesting. So yeah, so the GDPR stuff is, is sort of on everybody's mind, I guess, um, and how it's going to affect blockchain as well as everything else. Um, and do we want to talk a little bit then about you know sort of along the same line? Movil is um, an AI based social marketing platform um, with the right to be forgotten. That does include all the things you capture because this is a customer concept as well as a, an employee concept. Everything you capture on a marketing platform as well, or marketing outreach as well. Um, but one of the things I know that that I find that our organization struggles with, every organization struggles with, is, is really ca- un- seeing the whole ecosystem of marketing data, right, uh, that's being captured, um, including the social management of that, as well as knowing who you can reach out to and who you can't reach out to. There's a lot of, uh, I know we have probably four or five do not, you know, um, touch lists that, that go around an organization in different systems that people are using to reach out to people. Um, this technology, is, it looks like, says that they're planning to put artificial intelligence inside their social marketing platform, and they're gonna automate all the various labor-intensive tasks um, to reach out to influencer-based marketing models. And this sounded very much to me like recruiting tools these days. Uh, are you seeing more of these coming up in in the demos that you're doing, John? Um, that are doing the some similar things here.
0: Well, this this particular this particular thing, um, if you if you were to go to HR Marketer, um, HR Marketer offers a very similar kind of service that's focused on our marketplace, mm-hmm. and that is. Um, um, a clear understanding of who's talking about what what the flows of the the various social media channels look like um, you can you can definitely analyze your own campaign so this sounds like uh, HR marketer to me and, mm-hmm. and this sounds like HR marketer for a larger um, audience uh, the the edge of uh, recruiting isn't quite um, this because this this has a listening component to it, right? and and an aggregate listening component. And when you're doing recruiting, you're not really uh, well. It's a, it's an interesting idea that you might want to listen to the market, uh, yeah. but that that I've not, I've not seen anybody do That's that because. Guy because that's additional work for a recruiter and almost everything that's that's being pitched right now does the the thing that this this system claims to do which is which is reduce the amount of work you have to do when i hear when i hear people say they're reducing work in social marketing platforms i think oh my more spam um <laughs> i'm not sure that 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 I'm not in favor of systems that cause you to do more work rather than less. So that, (laughs) so that the, the, the shipping of email becomes something that you have to be more thoughtful about. But, um, you know, the idea here is to reduce the time between I want to send a piece of email out to the entire world telling it how good I am and the time that you can actually do that. Um, and, and, you know, what it looks in my inbox looks like people are already having that sort of technical experience.
1: Well, and I do think, you know, the the thing that caught me, I hear, and this is, you know, I've I had this conversation, it wasn't too long ago, with a large organization who is building into their recruiting models, um an influencer component, not not the kind of influencer like me and you influencer, although I suppose that could be it if, if they're targeting people who listen to us, but... Um, from a, a brand perspective about the organization, realizing that certain people sort of joining the organization and being part of the talent pool and having positive thoughts about the organization is important, um, was a very large conversation in this big organization. And I thought, well, that that. Really getting on the edge of understanding, sort of, I guess, your brand management along with your hiring management models, and so um, some of this is maybe converging in different areas. But you were right; there's um, um, there are HR technologies that do this, maybe even you know more more closely. Um, but the question is, is is artificial intelligence going to change any of it? I don't know if that's the case.
0: Yeah, not not anytime soon. One of the things that I heard, I, I I talked with the folks at Greenhouse for a while this week, and and their 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 CEO is, a, is a, a bright bright fellow, and and he said, now that we now that we're embedding intelligence in our software, I understand exactly how unlikely it is that we're going to be displaced by intelligence anytime soon. Um, <laughs> That's a great one, right? Right, and okay. and, and so I th- I think we're going to see more and more of that understanding that that uh, we're going to have intelligence in our tools, but it's not going to be um, it's not going to be blind and broad automation. Often, what's going to happen is the tools are going to give us information that causes us to go slower. Yeah. And, and that's, that's counterintuitive, it's not what's being described um, in, the, in the news, but the same tools that can make you go faster are the tools that, unless they want to run over somebody, tell you to watch out for this bump in the road. And um, as, as we get clearer about what we can see in our past and try to apply that to the, to the future, Part of what we're going to see know, the bumps in the road. And, and then we're going to have to figure out how to route around them. And that makes you go slower. Yeah.
1: And, and, you know, that, that idea of, you know, are we going to get to a point where there's an overload of, of, of insight, right? Even though insight is what you're looking for. Um, will it be harder to make the decisions because you have a, a better idea of what could be down the road um, that might be you know some of the case of running into as well. Um, so it's, it, more information isn't always better when you're trying to make decisions sometimes, but it's, it's generally good to have insight as to what's possibly going to happen. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So
0: social um, chorus, yeah. what is social chorus?
1: Yeah, this is an interesting one. I, I don't know social chorus very well, but it, it it is an organization that received $12.5 million for an, an internal communications platform. And this caught my eye. It's, um, you know, an organization that looks like they're they're very focused on on helping sort of organizations coordinate and communicate better with their employees, um, and it's going to be using it, you know, to expand um, in different regions, and namely it looks like in the EMEA region with a new office in London. Um, it's, you know, really an organization that to me sounds very similar to what we, you know, we've talked previously about um, organizations like GuideSpark that are focusing on this internal communications conversations and managing that from a campaign and a marketing management tool, all sort of in a single environment. And this sounds like what this tool does, um, you know, more investments in this. Is, it's very, I think, interesting to see that people are, are focusing on the internal. Uh, it, the company has previously raised $37 million to date. So, so this is not something that is just starting up. This is an organization that's been around for a little bit um, and they've got, you know, uh, backing from organizations like Facebook, as well as you know, General Assembly Climate, other organizations. So, so there are some some big names built into this, um, and um, I think this is an interesting space. You know, to see that more internal communications management uh, is is sort of getting its way into the HR conversation.
0: Well, one way of thinking about HR technology is it's all employee communications. Recruiting is employee communications with people who don't work for you yet. Learning is employee communications for people with whom you have some sort of a development relationship. Onboarding is employee communications. Um, succession planning is employee communications. Compensation is employee communications. Benefits are employee communications. So so it's, it's possible to imagine an HR function that has as its heart a communications infrastructure, rather than yeah. uh, chunks of HR expertise. Yeah. Right? And if you if you did that, if you made if you made the platform for HR a communications infrastructure, it would give you greater control over your relationship with employees, rather than subject matter specific control. And and I think. This isn't quite that, but I think I think that idea is coming because the largest expense in HR is the energy spent to keep the silos separate.
1: Yeah, and and it's a it's a challenge, I think, for many employees, because they are oftentimes trying to figure out which areas do they go to prioritize the messaging, right? So again, that that idea of too much information and all of these communications is coming at them from different directions. Now, many HR organizations try to centralize as much as they can, but if you're talking about information coming from all the different departments within the organization as well, um, that gets to be, you know, again, overwhelming for many people.
0: Yep, yep, So, so, so this is, I think this is a right idea um, uh, I think it's the right idea. Good.
1: Yeah. It's, it's new, but, you know, we've also got a lot of money still going into the recruiting space. I don't think anybody has to worry that that space is slowing down. Um, Comet, um, this is a French startup, but they they uh, recently acquired twelve point eight million for engineering freelance platform. Um, they, they made a specific note in here. I I don't know this base as well in the European market, but not to be confused with Zile, which was formerly named Comet. You know, it really is a challenge I think for most of the HR companies to come up with brand new names. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, Uh, It seems like people are starting to overlap at this point. (laughs) There's only so many ways. Well, well, you you know, know, if
0: there's COVID, pretty soon there'll be Ajax, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs)
1: There's always something. Um, But they're building a marketplace of of talented tech and data freelancers, um, uh, as well as companies that are looking for those engineers and teams. Uh, And we talked about this a little bit last week, you know, this team management idea of, acquiring um and recruiting technologies that do this so this i think this is just another version of that um but they're uh, continuing to receive money um in this space so
0: yep somebody's going to get this idea right somebody's going to get this idea right and and indeed is buying resume.com
1: yeah so this, is, this more- was more more insight right <laughs>
0: Right, more resumes.
1: Yeah. Um, This was creating a personalized CV, so I think this is more European-based. I don't know resume.com all that well, but um, considering that um, they are talking about things in the CV format, um, which is more of a European term for the resumes, I would assume that's where they're getting most of their data from here.
0: And the Paycom is expanding? Oh, look. We have exhausted our time. What a great conversation! We have blown through the time. So let's talk about Paycom very quickly and
1: and wrap up. Yeah. Well, I think Paycom's interesting. They're expanding to um, to Columbus, Ohio, which is uh, near my hometown. Um, and I just think it's an organization we have to continue to watch. They're they're um, growing rapidly. We're seeing them open up new offices all over the the place. This was their third new office in 2018. Um, now, how laws these services are, are or not, they don't give too much detail in. Um, I do think before we wrap up, though, that what's more interesting is Paycom growing is important. But I do think we should maybe touch base on something I didn't get a chance to talk about last week. Oracle announced in their, one of their most recent uh, updates and events that they are now offering for all of their cloud-based services, free platinum-level support services. So I just think that's something that, you know, we maybe we'll talk about it next week. But this this was a bit of a you know we had, there was a, a bit of a, a, a hubbub about this going on in the market when it when it came out uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about it um, someone asked me you know you know what our thoughts were on this um, this is you know we've seen this in other cases but the idea of giving sort of that um, service level that you don't only get usually with the extra cost uh, in most SaaS environments free with every one of their cloud applications. Um was very interesting and and very um, sort of um, telling about what are some of the things that they're I think they're they're planning on working on.
0: so 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 this is interesting. So they are planning to give every customer no charge service for as much as they wanted. So it's all you can eat no charge service.
1: that's yeah, twenty four seven technical support, dedicated implementation support proactive technical monitoring, success planning support, which means they get people who are sort of walking them through upgrades, updates, updates, um, business process monitoring guidance and education on demand and customer support success portal. Now, some of that they, I think people would have gotten um, already, but I don't think they would have gotten all of the technical support as needed, the technical monitoring and the success planning support. So yeah, yeah, this is the kind of support you would pay extra for usually
0: so what's interesting is um, what's what's interesting um, is that this thing customer service most contemporary funded software companies don't have the customer service functions because you don't get the same valuation on customer service dollars. And Oracle's big enough so that they can compete there. That's, that's, that's a really interesting thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this was news, and, you know, it came up in sort of – it wasn't largely touted. You know, it didn't come across PR News, but it was in, announced after um, a few of their sort of local uh, events. And I thought this is this for for, for all of their cloud um, clients. This is showing some real, I think, investment in what what they think is is going to be their future. Um, and and I'm wondering how this will will address their bottom line numbers. But um, this is a big this is a big news. I think, particularly as competition goes for a lot of organizations who are charging for this now. so.
0: Fantastic! Well, what an interesting That's- thing.
1: Well. What a great
0: conversation today, Stacy. Thanks so much.
1: Yeah, definitely. We we were able to pull it off, even with some of the technical uh, challenges. That that means, uh, as usual, we have uh, um, been able to go beyond uh, the technology and its and its uh, operating uh, capabilities. And uh, we'll yeah. be back again next week, hopefully. <laughs>
0: Maybe that should be our new tagline: Beyond the technology possibilities. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to HR Tech Weekly, One Step Closer with Stacey Harris and John Sumter. This was our 174th show. Have a great day now. Bye-bye.